Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Happy Monday to you, Queen. It's Queen Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a big success. Well, I know that we are really running out of days for the month of September. Can you believe it? September is moving out and October is coming in. And I know over here in in the beautiful state of Georgia, we are seeing the fall season just come right on in here, um, where it was just scorching hot just a week or so ago. We're seeing the temperatures cool down. We're seeing the trees turn to that beautiful autumn orange and yellow. We're seeing all the beautiful signs of fall. And it just reminds me of how important it is as the season is changing, so must we also make the necessary changes to grow our businesses. So here we are almost at the top of the fourth quarter of 2023, and there's a lot that can be done in this quarter. So many things can happen. And so for those of you who might be feeling like, oh, my gosh, here we are already in the fourth quarter. There are so many things, so many goals I haven't accomplished. I might as well wait until 2024. Well, guess what? That is absolutely nonsense. That thought path will just get you more of the same, um, which is nothing's getting done, right? And so you have to move forward. And and uh, I'm going to just share with you a lot of things that we can be doing in fourth quarter that can make a difference in your business. But before we get started with that, and me telling you all of the wonderful things you're going to learn today on Successful Woman Radio, let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us all to wake up this morning and to have yet another day, Lord, to accomplish our business dreams and goals. Oh, bless us, oh Lord, as we pursue being queens of our organization, queens of action and leadership. Let us not procrastinate, Lord, on our business goals and tasks, but let us be steadfast, unmovable, and unshakable, O oh Lord. We ask for a special blessing over all of those women that might be struggling with debt, feeling alone and isolated, and really just not sure which way to turn. Let them know, Father, that they are not alone. Give them inner peace and strength and send resources. And yes, Lord, send us to them so that we may help. We thank you for all of the blessings that you have given us, and we embrace and accept all of the blessings yet to come. Thank you so much, Lord, as always, for Successful Woman Radio and for allowing me to just always have the words, Father, to say to bless the lives of our listeners and those who even listen to the recordings of this broadcast. Father, it is in the name of Jesus that I pray this prayer. Amen. Well, ladies, again, I was just talking about the fact that we couldn't or shouldn't wait to the next year to start planning our businesses and to start moving forward with that. That's just not the way it should be. Uh, But we should be excited. And when you don't wake up feeling excited about your business and the possibilities, when you don't wake up feeling like doing very much, a lot could be going on, okay? I'm not going to say that um, it's always you're in the wrong business or anything like that although that is something that you have to investigate. But what I am going to say is that you have to really get to the bottom of why you're not waking up excited to work on your business or why you're not waking up full of joy and full of gratitude and thankfulness. You know, sometimes we so many things go on and we can be so overwhelmed and stressed out about a lot 
that it really dampers our spirit and it keeps us um, down. And that type of, I would say, emotion doesn't allow us to move forward. It holds us still. So let us all encourage one another, especially um, for those of you that are in the Crown Club community, uh, you know, start participating, start sharing. Let us let us support one another, right? And certainly Women About Biz is here for you. We are here to help you uh, brainstorm. We're here to talk about ways to monetize your business. All you need to do is just schedule that power talk. And to schedule your power talk, simply go to womenaboutbiz.net. Scroll right up under the header, and the invitation to schedule your power talk is right there for you. Now, if you are a Crown Club member and you're already in our new member portal, then all you need to do is click on coaching, and then from there, click schedule power talk, and you can do it right from your member portal. The big thing is, though, is to take some type of action. Start moving forward. Things don't get better or changes don't happen, or positive results don't come until you make a decision to take action. And it's so important for you to understand and know that you have a tremendous amount of personal power. That means that you have the ability to make so many things occur in your life, to manifest so many things in your life. But I can say that all day long, right? But you must believe, you must embrace, and you must accept. This is why I think it's so important that a large part of, of, of planning and a large part of being successful has a lot to do with us as women working on the inside of us really making sure that we are monitoring our our emotions, we're monitoring how we think, we're monitoring um, our experiences, and that we make sure that the right type of thoughts are going into our subconscious mind. Because let me just tell you, that subconscious mind is just something else. And um, it has so much control over us. But there's something that we can do to influence our subconscious mind, and that is we can influence it by the way we think, by the positive environments we place ourselves in, by strengthening our belief level at its core, right? When we do those types of things, it influences our subconscious mind for the better, and it allows that subconscious mind to then balance with the conscious, and then that makes it easier for us to get things done, to do the things that we need to do. We have an exciting show lined up for you today. It includes the five questions of business leadership. I'll be sharing a couple of things on preparing your mind for greatness. Uh, We have a few announcements coming up from the Crown Club um, today. And then, you know, we have a wonderful topic for you that we know you're going to absolutely love, and that is how to understand your customers' purchasing habits. So we're going to talk about some different types of purchasing habits that you may or may not know about, but it's going to really give you some perspective on what you need to do business-wise as far as reaching out and communicating with your customers and developing a really good customer system because 80% of your business can truly come from 20% of your customer base, but you must have a system, right? And remember, we've talked about that before with everything that you do, regardless of the various tasks and the different things that have got to get done, both internally from an administrative standpoint both and externally, right? It is all going to require a system. As a matter of fact, our whole world works on a system. We are part of the solar system, right? The planetary system. And so, therefore, you know, we have to learn to follow the pattern of success. That is that is so very, very key. So we've got that coming up for you uh, shortly. So before we start on that, let us go ahead and just give you a few 
announcements coming up uh, that's going on in our Crown Club and community. So first of all, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to all of you who have taken the time to get yourself set up in our all-new member portal that we call Crown Club. And of course, many of you are now joining in. And so what I want to encourage a lot of you to do now is to go ahead and log back into the Crown Club and click on profile in the left-hand menu and make sure that you go ahead and you click on edit photo and load up a picture of yourself. That is so very, very important. And, you know, I'm not sure why we're, why as business women, we have a tendency to join the social media platforms, join a lot of other things, and then we leave our picture blank as though there is no existence of who we are. But I want you to load up your picture, not your logo, okay? No logos. I want you to load up your picture, an image of yourself. And it has been proven that those social profiles, uh, those who show their picture, pictures of themselves, they're able to develop a faster pace of familiar trust with those individuals that they're trying to share with. So this is so important for you to, to do that. So don't forget to do that. Um, also, in the club portal, I just want to go ahead and um, encourage all of you that are members of the club portal now to go ahead, if you haven't already, and join our goal-setting channel. Uh, we are really working hard to make sure that we actually support you support what's going on in your business and the goals and the tasks that you have set for yourself. And all of that is happening right there in the goal setting channel. So I want to um, definitely remind you of that. And some things coming up for the month of October, I just want to share that with you. Um, if you are in the goal setting channel, we've got some awesome things coming up and you're going to really, really love it. First of all, coming up on the first Sunday of October is going to be our top of the month group coaching session for all of our goal setters. And that is going to be at 7 p.m. Okay. And then coming up, on October the 9th, which is a Monday, we actually will host our open office. So what that is about is that gives you the opportunity to be in an environment of like-minded women, all working on their goals, all, uh, all in a positive mode to make things happen. So whether you have some tasks that you need to work on or whether you have um, some goal planning that you need to work out, you can do it right there as we have open office. And again, that's on Monday the 9th at 7 p.m. as well. So again, all of these things you can find out actually in the um, Crown Club, which is our all-new member portal. And again, I want to encourage you to go ahead and get yourself set up in there. Now, if you haven't done so already or you didn't receive an invitation or you didn't see it in your email, all you need to do is go to member.womenaboutbiz.net, okay? And I'm, let me repeat that for you. Member, that's no S on the end of that, just member, M-E-M-B-E-R dot womenaboutbiz.net. When you get there, click on sign up and then select the bronze membership if you're a bronze member, because I think all the silver members have registered already. Um, sign up as a bronze member, get used to everything. And then if you want to upgrade later, you can. Um, but then you are in the Crown Club. And then once you get in the Crown Club, just click on Start Here, and there will be instructions to get you acquainted with our new platform. Um, in addition to that, I want to make sure that everyone knows that for the rest of this year, all the way through the end of December, all gold members, silver members, and our bronze members, which is our free members, everybody has access to the gold setting channel. Everybody has will have access to all of the workbooks, the, um, the gold planner workbooks. You'll have access to everything that we put for goal setting for the rest of this year. So take advantage of that. You know, ladies, I have such a passion 
to help you with goal setting, probably because I have figured it out. I figured out that, you know, no matter how much money we might have to help start our businesses or keep our businesses going, no matter um, what we might be lacking, everything will stem from goal setting. If you can't commit to the paper, then it's very difficult to commit to the business. Remember, goal setting is the foundation for all of manifestation. What did God tell us to do? He said, write it down plain on the tablets. And so that the whole purpose of that is so that others will understand, so that we understand, so that we can take action on it. It's so very, very important. And so we must first have a commitment to goal setting because when we don't commit um, to goal setting, it becomes really a big issue. It really does. And so that's something that we have to really prioritize. Now, if you didn't know it already, goal setting has other other benefits as well. It helps you to gain clarity and focus. Again, it begins the process of manifestation. It helps you to get things done faster. It allows you to tap into your own personal power. It builds your confidence and belief in yourself, and it helps you to create financial success. And, you know, there's nothing like feeling accomplished, like, wow, I got something done. Um, it feels so good, right? And it, it really, it inspires you. You're inspiring your own self, and you're motivating your own self to, to do more of that, you know? And when we feel good and when we do something that we are proud of ourselves for, we're going to want more of that. And it's just that type of emotion that we need to feed into our subconscious mind because guess what's going to happen? It's going to keep recording it. And after certain consistencies, it becomes a habit. Yeah, you got it. It becomes a habit to feel good. It becomes a habit to feel accomplished. It becomes a habit to start believing in yourself. And I'm just going to keep it real right? You guys know I shoot straight from the hip, and I'm just going to keep it real for you, but you know that when you are not doing things and you keep putting them off and putting them off and it's not getting done, there are many things that we could put in the way of it. Yes, there are, um, there are many valid excuses, and if you've never read the book Excuses Be Gone, that's something that I would encourage you to read. But, you know, there, there are some real valid excuses, right? However, however, regardless of all of the valid excuses that we can make, the goals still have to be accomplished and we still have to set tasks to support the goals. We still have to get them done. And what happens is that when we go weeks, months, and yes, even a year or years with an S, when we even go out that far and not accomplishing something, there's one thing that's just not there, and that is commitment. Commitment is just not there. And commitment really, in my opinion, commitment is a bond. When you commit to something, it's a bond between you and whatever it is that you've committed to, and it means that you are going to make it happen. You are going to get it done. And so that's where you really sometimes have to go back and evaluate your belief system in yourself, your belief that this is something that is important to you. Um, I know that I have had um, clients recently to share with me that the reason why that certain goals didn't happen is because they thought it was something that they wanted. It, but after further evaluation, they realized that the reason why the goal kept getting pushed back and back and back was because it was not that much of a priority, and it really wasn't something that they wanted to do. They just thought they did. So this is why we have to get to know ourselves, right? Now, I know that sounds weird. What do you mean? I know myself. Well, that's not necessarily true. You may know yourself from the conscious mind, but you don't necessarily know yourself from the subconscious mind, where everything, basically, uh, over 95% of all things take place. So it's important for you to stay in touch with yourself and be brutally honest, right? And when you don't even know, just say, I don't know uh, about why, why things are happening to me. I want to know. I want to know why I feel this way or why I'm procrastinating or why I can't seem to get these goals done. 
but it all starts with honesty. It all starts with honesty, being honest with yourself in order to find who you are so that you can live in your purpose, so that you can make things happen, be proud of yourself, and and believe in yourself without any reservation. That is what's key. So again, we talk about all of these things in our goal-setting channel, and we want to support you because we know that regardless of what you want to accomplish, it all has to begin with goal setting. It's 1220 after the hour, and you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman radio show. At this time, I want to go ahead and start with the five questions of business leadership at this moment. And if you have a pen and paper, make sure you take some good notes, okay? So core um, area of our business, especially when we're trying to set the foundation at the beginning of it, we, you know, if you're looking to be professional about anything, then this first question in the five questions of business leadership is going to be very pivotal for your start. Have I set my business foundation? And within this question, it's such a powerful question. There are five core areas I need you to pay close attention to. The first core area is in your legal structure and setup, right? Meaning, have you um, incorporated yourself, you know, perhaps as an LLC or whether you have incorporated as a nonprofit organization? Have you have you obtained your tax EIN? And these are very important for multiple, multiple reasons. And then the second core area is strategy, planning. You've got to be a good strategic planner, especially when you're setting your business foundation. You might ask yourself such questions as, what do I want to experience in my business this quarter? What will I need to do to support my vision and goals for my business? How will I implement the task to support my goals? And who am I going to delegate to? All of these help you to evaluate, to explore. And when you're able to answer these questions, you will find yourself gaining more clarity and focus. Here's core area number three. Have I developed my power team outline? Okay, again, have I developed my power team outline? Now, this is important. Um, why? Because you can't do everything by yourself, and you must realize that. Um, and one of the issues that I think we as women have, and I think it comes from a, a natural nurturing perspective, because we are naturally, most of us are nurturers, right? And so when we birth a business, and when we birth that idea, we have a tendency to hold close to it, and therefore we're trying to juggle everything and handle everything on our own. But if we're expecting to grow, if we're expecting to be a good leader, then that means that you must first lead yourself to, into the right direction of knowing that you cannot do everything by yourself. So developing a power team outline allows you to identify the professionals that you will need help from at some point in order to get certain tasks accomplished and certain goals accomplished within your business, okay? So developing that power team is very important. And by the way, that word power team is really a word internal to your business. It's not something that you necessarily go around saying, I'm going to put you on my power team. I'm going to put you on my power team. But it's there to let you know that there is power in, in basically collecting, um, you know, the names and phone numbers and emails of professionals and then vetting them to ensure that they are the right fit for your business and knowing that you have done that so that when you need them, they are there. I tell you, there is nothing more frustrating than needing some help from a particular professional and you have no idea who to call and, you, and you're scrambling and you're trying to figure it out and, and you're calling people, hey, do you know a person that can do this? Do you have a, I'm telling you, that can put you in such a um, procrastinative state that it can stunt you getting anything done for weeks or months and yes, girl, even years. I mean, something that simple, right? So developing that power team is key. Next in core area four is, you know, really asking yourself is, have I automated my marketing? 
Oh, this is very important, right? We are living in such an incredible technological society. I mean, technology is at a peak at this moment. We are doing so much with technology. But automation is one of those things that, and I'm going to tell you, even if, you know, when you're a solopreneur, meaning that it's just you, you, and you, automation is the key to helping you really make things happen from a marketing perspective. You know, you can keep your marketing moving for 24-7 when you've properly automated your marketing, you know, and that means that you're utilizing an email marketing platform system. You've set up automations on your website. You've created opt-ins and you've got compelling offers. Um, You've done videos and audios and you have links going to those and anybody that wants access will have to give you their name, phone number, and email. And then, again, it circles back around to that email marketing platform. So, again, um, I know for a fact when you automate your business, you will start seeing results very quickly from, from marketing automation. So very important. And if you're not sure or you're not understanding all of automation or how to automate, again, this is one of those times where you need to get um, a consultation or coaching session with me. Or if you have not had your free power talk, this is a good time to use your free power talk. Again, simply go to womenaboutbiz.net, scroll beneath the banner on the homepage, and there it is, an invitation to schedule your Power talk. Let's move on to number five, core area five in question one. So, yep, we're still on question one. Remember, there are five core areas within that question. Are you prepared to receive the money, right? Are you prepared to receive the money? What money am I talking about? Girl, I'm talking about the profit in your business. I'm talking about the income in your business, you know. And this is another thing that we as business women don't focus on enough. But the thing that you have to understand is that you are in business. The primary reason you are in business is to make money and to service the needs of others, to meet the demands of others. And so if there is no money coming in, if you haven't set up a system to even receive the money, it can be a huge problem. So in order to receive the money, you need, number one, a business checking account, right? Number two, you need a good bookkeeping system. Number three, you definitely need a merchant account, okay? And then four, you definitely need to become the queen of cash flow, right? In order for you to understand and know how many clients do you need, right? Um, How much money do you want to make over a projected period of time? Doing cash flows really does help you, right? So this is all about planning. This is all about writing it down and making it plain. And I know it can be quite a challenge until you get used to it. But let me tell you, Queen, when you start experiencing incredible results uh, from really being very proactive with planning your business, with setting that foundation, with doing all of these things, it is going to perpetuate your personal power. It, It is going to enhance you know, your subconscious mind, and it is going to help you balance your conscious and subconscious mind, and you will find yourself full of energy and wanting to do more. Okay, now, as we have put closure on question one, and I've given you those five core areas, we're going to move on now to actually question number two in the five questions of business leadership, which is what are my top three business goals for this month? You know, um, as we move into October, and those of you who are participating in our September goal setting um, through the um, Crown Club, you know that I recommend that you focus on three goals that need to be accomplished. Now, you might think three goals, you can do more than that, but not necessarily, because each goal, you have to outline and make a list of all of the tasks that have to be accomplished to support that individual goal, right? And this is why so many women are not getting their goals accomplished. It's because they aren't breaking it down enough. They actually don't have all of the clarity they need in order to accomplish the goal. And so, again, three business goals is really 
what most experts say is the limit to really working on your goals and making some things happen. Now, can you list more goals? Yes, you can. Um, And especially if you have a team of professionals that are helping you uh, and you can fit it within your budget to assign particular goals to others to, to get accomplished for you, then you can have more goals. But if not, if there is not a team in place and it's still you working primarily on your business, then three goals is a limit that you should consider setting, okay? And if one goal gets accomplished early, then, then of course, you can add, up an, add another goal for that month. Here's number three. Do I have my power team in place? Now, in question one, it was, you know, do I have my uh, power team outline, meaning you've decided on the different professionals that can help you, you've vetted them. Now, is it in place, meaning everybody's number is in, the, in your power team group on your phone, You, it's, everybody is just a finger click away, you know, and they're there for you. That's important. Here's question number four. Am I being consistent with marketing and communications? Now, if you remember in question one, in one of the core areas, um, uh, it was, do I have my automated marketing in place, right? But in here, in question one, it's saying, am I being consistent with marketing and communications, right? So if there's no automation going on, um, that, believe it or not, that's one way you can be consistent by automating. But if there's no automation going on, being consistent these days is very, very difficult, right? So you have to be very careful about that. Um, And then last but not least, in the five questions of business leadership, on a scale of one to 10, what is your belief level? Again, what is your belief level? This is a very important question. Um, As a matter of fact, I I would venture to say that if you really worked hard on this one question and really searched yourself that a lot of focus and clarity will occur right with this question. Remember, your belief level is tied directly into your actions. If you are taking actions, then you should see your goals being accomplished, your to-do items are being marked complete, and you are moving right along. But when those things aren't happening and when there still is a large sign of procrastination going on, then you've got to go back to that question. Hey, what's my belief level? Do I believe that this stuff can happen? Because something is wrong here. I've got to figure it out. I've got to really search within myself to find out what's not going on. Now, I have re- I have read a lot of articles on procrastination and why it is that people don't do certain things and why people can't even self-motivate and get themselves to move forward or to do certain things. But, you know, it really all boils down to whether you believe that it's that is for you and that it's something that you can do or whether you're having some internal um, kickbacks of, of your subconscious mind doesn't necessarily believe that it's what you really want to do or you are having some internal emotional conflicts because it may not be what you really want. So this is why you have to be honest with yourself. This is why Um, you must know you. This is why you have to get to know both your subconscious mind and your conscious mind. So I hope that you guys have received some good information today, um, a different perspective that I've given you on the five questions of business leadership. Remember that these questions were designed to help you hone in on your leadership skills so that you could be the best CEO that your business can have, right? And so it's going to help you to grow and it's going to strengthen your CEO skills. So ask these questions of yourself as often as you need to, okay? As you begin to grow, you're going to get different answers, which are going to produce new tasks that you will need to take care of. So again, these are power questions to help you succeed. It is 1235 after the hour. You're listening to no other than the Successful Woman radio show. For those of you that are new to the show, I want to welcome you 
thank you so much for being here. Um, Successful Woman Radio is all about motivating you, encouraging you, and inspiring you to create the successful life and business and generating that income that you desire. Now, we do that by making sure that every month we, we have a theme, and then every week of the show, we give you a different topic pertaining to that theme that's going to help you move your business along further. And of course, if you want some one-on-one time with me, if you've never had a power talk before, oh, you're missing out, queen. You're missing out. So make sure you visit womenaboutbiz.net, scroll right up under the head banner, um, and you will see the invitation to schedule your power talk. For those of you that are already members in the Crown Club, all you need to do is just log in on the left-hand column, just click on coaching and select schedule power talk and it's right there for you. So very excited about our crown club. So excited that many of you are now responding to the invitation emails and that you are getting yourself registered so that you will have access to that. Um, A few other announcements. Again, I want to remind you for our goal setting participants, make sure you mark the date. Sunday, October 1st at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, That is our top of the month goal setting group coaching. And we are going to be, again, setting our goals and discussing, you know, how to accomplish them, how to make some things happen for the month of October. This is the first month of the last quarter for the year. And so now is the time also for us to start looking at strategic planning for the new year as well. In addition to that, I want to um, remind everyone as well that as you look at um, this fourth quarter, we've got the holiday season coming right up. If you haven't noticed it already, uh, many stores already have, yes, Christmas trees. Christmas trees and Christmas items and decor, we're already seeing it happen in the stores already right? So remember that this is a good time for you to also think about your holiday um, campaigns as well, because I encourage all business owners, whether you have a product business or a service business, you definitely need to be part of the holiday marketing campaign and, and get yourself out there and get known. And we are going to uh, talk about that. We are going to have a special um, lunch and Learn that is going to cover um, holiday marketing this this coming month of October. So again, get ready. Uh, without further ado, I want to go ahead and go right into our topic for today. Now, this is our last topic for today. As you know, our theme was you know, uh, business details you need to know about. There are certain things that you need to know about business because it's going to help you to be a good CEO. And so over this last month of September, that's all we've been talking about each Monday. Today, we're going to discuss how to understand your customers' purchasing habits, right? Now, of course, I use the word customer, but this can be interchanged with the word client. Either way, it's important for you to understand that your customers and your clients have purchasing habits. And today, I want to open up and give you some food for thought on the different types of shoppers or the different types of customers and how they purchase. And I really also want to share with you some ways that you can start taking action and, um, you know, really learning more about your customers. Again, the 80-20 rule really does work. 80% of your business will come or can come from 20% of your customers, but you've got to develop a system to make that happen. So again, our topic for today how to understand your customers' purchasing habits. You know, understanding how your customers purchase from you is so crucial for business success. 
Customers come from all kinds of diverse background, and they possess all types of unique preferences, and they have various buying behaviors. So you have to adopt and tailor your strategies to cater to all of these different types of habits to thrive in, in such a competitive market that we are in today. So with that said, let's go ahead and explore the different purchasing habits of customers and how you can comprehend and leverage this knowledge to better meet your customers' needs. So first of all, I want to share with you, there are about six different types of customers, um, customer behaviors, and I want to share with you from my research what they are. Number one is the impulse shopper, okay, or the impulse buyer. Now, these are individuals who make unplanned purchases on a whim. They often succumb to the temptation of products displayed prominently in stores or services and products promoted online. Now, understanding this segment of customers is essential for your businesses, for your business. So if you are the type of business that's looking to capitalize on spontaneous buying decisions, strategies like eye-catching graphics and images, limited time offers, and persuasive marketing um, type of items, this can be very effective in attracting those impulse shoppers. Moreover, offering personalized recommendations based on Previous purchases or browsing history further enhance um, your, you know, your ability to attract all of these impulse shoppers, right? Very, very important. Now, there's one thing that the impulse uh, shopper is attracted to, and that is it's normally something that is sparking the need that they have to have whatever it is, that product or that service. And so you should understand that's, that, that to be a very true thing. So it's not that they're just impulsing and buying something that they don't want, but it's that the impulse is that they have never seen your offer before and up pops a, an attractive banner, an attractive image, and, they are, and it grabs their attention. And if it has the right words and it's the right price, often this is going to attract an impulse buyer. Now, the second type of buyer is the research-oriented buyer. This is the analytical person, okay? On the other end of the spectrum, research-oriented buyers are very meticulous in their approach to purchasing. They conduct thorough research. They read reviews. They compare prices before making a decision. And so businesses must provide um, comprehensive information, user reviews, and expert opinions on their products or services to cater to this group. This is why when you develop a landing page or a sales page, this is why so much information is put on that page is because you are trying to reach the impulse buyer, the research-oriented buyer. You're trying to reach all of the different types of buyers, okay? Very important. Offering tools like comparison charts and buying guides can assist these types of buyers in their decision-making process, okay? Here's the third type of, of customer. It's the brand-loyal customer. Okay, so for all of you who are working hard to build a brand, this is for you. Brand loyalty is a powerful force in the marketplace, okay? Some customers are committed to specific brands and are less likely to switch to alternatives. To cater to brand loyal customers, businesses must focus on maintaining product quality, consistency, there's that word, right? Consistency and brand integrity, loyalty programs, exclusive promotions for your customers, limited edition releases given to your customers first can strengthen the bond between you and your customers and your brand. So this is so very key. So brand loyal customers, I think this is the group of customers that really fit into that 20% on that 80-20 rule, which is which is 80% of your business can come from 20% of your customers, that is those customers that are loyal to your brand and loyal to you because they have experienced the quality of you or your product or service, right? 
or they they like the recommendations that you, you're giving on audio, your podcast, or your uh, Facebook Lives, or your YouTube videos. They really like that. So they've become brand loyal followers and customers, okay? It's very, very important for you to know that you still have to have a system, okay, um, to make sure that that you are communicating with your customers, okay? And again, having loyalty programs, exclusive promotions, coupons, limited edition releases, um, creating special events for your customers, um, or even having special online events with guest speakers and different things like that, and inviting just your loyal customers, this, this can go over big, okay? Say happy birthday to your customers, remembering anniversaries, all of these type of things help to perpetuate and to continue um, to, you know, have your loyal customers coming and staying with you, retaining them um, high. Very important. Here's the fourth type of customer, the price sensitive shopper. Okay, now this one is a challenging one, right? Because you have so many different people that do price compare, but they also just feel like certain things, they shouldn't have to pay certain prices for certain types of services or products. So price-sensitive shoppers prioritize affordability over brand loyalty. Isn't that interesting? They are always on the lookout for discounts, promotions, and deals. To attract and retain price-sensitive customers, businesses should literally implement competitive pricing strategies. Make sure your pricing is in alignment with what everybody else is charging, okay? You know, for example, if everybody else is charging $35 and you're charging $150, that's a huge disparity. That's a huge gap. You've got to find out what's going on. Why, you know, first of all, why do you feel the need to charge so much more over what everybody else has? You've got to justify it. So very, very important, okay? So to attract and retain price-sensitive customers, again, you have to implement competitive pricing, offer discounts or loyalty programs, and provide clear pricing information. Additionally, guys, highlighting the value proposition of products and services can help to justify the price point for this type of shopper. Now, one thing I will tell you, you can have a price-sensitive shopper, but being price-sensitive doesn't necessarily mean that you're always going to go with the lowest price. It doesn't always mean that you're going to go with the middle price. You might even go with the highest price. But what I can tell you, that price-sensitive shoppers are going to read the information on your landing page or your sales page from top to bottom. So it is what you say. It is what you are offering, the benef- the extra bonuses, it's all of that that they're going to take into consideration in deciding whether or not they want to pay your price or go with a lower, a lower price product or service, okay? Keep that in mind. Here's number five, the convenience-seeking customer. Ooh. Now, in today's fast-paced world, many customers prioritize convenience over everything. They value hassle-free shopping experiences, quickly delivered options, and seamless online transactions. And I want to repeat that, seamless online transactions. So businesses can cater to these types of customers by optimizing their e-commerce platforms, offering multiple payment options, and providing fast and reliable shipping. So in this convenience-seeking customers, they're also looking for a, a, a really good shopping experience. They want you to make it easy for them to purchase from you. They are no-nonsense people. They are needing something they're not so much concerned always about the price as much as what you have is what they need and and how you make it easy for them to have it, it that's what counts, okay? So, again, offering multiple payment options, providing fast and reliable shipping, embracing technology like making sure it's mobile, accessible, um, easily to navigate, a user-friendly uh, service or product or platform. All of these things are very important for the convenience-seeking customer, okay? Here's number six, 
the echo conscious customer. Okay, now this is becoming more and more popular, but as an environmental awareness grows, an increasing number of customers are opting for eco-friendly and sustainable products. So if you are a product-driven business um, or if you've been thinking about creating products for your business to cater to eco-conscious shoppers, you have to adopt sustainable practices such as environmental-friendly materials, uh, and you have to clearly communicate their commitment to your commitment to sustainability. Green certifications, recycling programs, and eco-friendly packaging are all ways to appeal uh, ways to appeal to this segment. So, for example, if you are creating a journal, I say journal because that's one of the things that um, we are creating this this year for uh, for our clients. And when we thought about whether or not we needed to do a digital version of the hard copy version or the hard copy version, we decided that we need to do both a hard copy version and then we're doing a digital version with a slight discount for those individuals that want the digital version. Those might be the echo conscious shoppers or though that might be the convenience seeking customers that need it right away. They can't wait to get it in the mail. They want it right away, so they're willing to print it out, put it in the binder themselves. For those types of individuals, we have the digital version. And then for those that want the printed version, they don't want to go through all of uh, all of the printing it off. They, they want it already in a hard copy format. We're also doing the hard copy format as well. So again, you know, the echo conscious shopper, this is becoming a, a more trending type of customer or consumer. And this is something you should be aware of. Okay. And so for example, if you decided to create journals, calendars, planners, um, you may decide to do a digital asset company. You have all of your assets digital. Um, and if you are, then you may want to go on Google and research uh, the words green certifications. Okay. And, and look at if you can't, be part of the green movement since you have an all digital service. Uh, this may go far for attracting individuals uh, as echo conscious. And it may also encourage those who are not echo conscious to become echo conscious by downloading the digital product um, and putting it on their, their notepad, their iPad, or working from, uh, with that product from their desktop or laptop rather than printing it out. So again, there's all kinds of eco-conscious shoppers. Uh, again, at the end of the day, you know, you have to determine what's best for your customers. Understanding and catering to customers' purchasing habits, your customers, is very key. So even if you just have five customers, it doesn't really matter. You've got to better cater to, to your customers, and you've got to learn what their habits are. So what I want you to con consider is adopting these following strategies, okay? Data analysis. I know we've heard about it. For some reason, this seems to intimidate a lot of businesswomen, you know, such as Google Analytics, you know, um, making sure you put, if you have a Facebook ad, making sure that you put certain codes on your website that you so that you can analyze the data. But collecting and analyzing customer data helps you to gain insight into their preferences, their behavior, and even their purchasing history, okay? So this information is going to help you in creating targeted marketing campaigns and personalized recommendations. It's going to help you to better zone in on exactly what your customers want. Now, this is one of my favorites as well as customer surveys. Now, you can do this in a formal way by creating a questionnaire, or you can call various customers and ask them questions, okay? Conduct surveys to directly ask your customers about their buying habits or their preferences or their pain points. This feedback can be invaluable in tailoring your products and services to what they want. Keep that in mind. Um, customer segmentation. Now, this is something that 
we're beginning to learn more about as we practice consistent marketing and automation. But you can divide your customers into distinct segments based on their purchasing habits. This allows you to create tailored marketing strategies for the different types of customers that you might have, right? Very important. Say, for example, you may have some customers who purchase, every time you come out with something new, they purchase that, right? You may put them over into the brand loyalty customers. They're just, they, they, they believe in you, what you have, and they always want some of it, okay? That's a whole different segment of customers. That's your, that's your faith following. That's your believers, right? And, you know, you may have a segmentation where, if anybody's ever purchased from me, even if it's just one purchase, you may have those individuals. Then you may have a group of individuals who have clicked on a particular product or service uh, sales page, but they did not uh, purchase from you. So there are all kinds of segmentations. And um, in the very beginning, you want to keep those segmented groups light. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you have divided your different customers and your contact database in a way that is going to be effective for you and effective for them in sending them the right information, okay? The other thing that you need to really take a look at is what we call continuous adaptation. The market is ever-evolving, Queens, and customer preferences change over time as well. So, that brand loyal customer isn't always going to stay loyal to you necessarily <clears throat> if you make changes and they are so big that they get upset and they just leave altogether. So you must stay agile. You must be ready to make changes and adapt new strategies to meet the evolving needs of your customers, okay? Very, very important. And last but not least, okay, you definitely need to create some kind of feedback loop, okay? Create some type of feedback loop by actively seeking customer feedback, analyzing it, and implementing the necessary improvements. That's the one way you can let your customers know that you see and you hear them. When people complain, when they make recommendations, or when they bring uh, forward to you errors that they see in your blog or, or, or spelling errors or grammar errors in articles that they've read, um, you've got to know that they, they are trying to give you feedback and they want to see you succeed, or most of them do. And this demonstrates a commitment to customer satisfaction when you send a quick email just to say, thank you so much. I want to let you know that we've corrected um, the grammar, or we've corrected the areas that you mentioned in the blog. Here's a link for you to go back and look at it, right? <clears throat> it's letting them know that you heard them, that you respect them. So understanding the diverse purchasing habits of your customers is pivotal, right? It's an aspect of success that if you don't pay attention to your customers, then you're going to lose a lot of the people that are already following you. So whether they are impulse shoppers, research-oriented buyers, brand-loyal customers, those people that are price-sensitive, it's important for you to know It's, it's really important for you to know <clears throat> that these customers are looking at what you are offering. Had a little bit of a coughing spell there, and I put myself on mute. Um, but we are coming to the end of the show, and I want to thank you so much. And I hope giving you the information on the type of customers and collecting the data and how important that is, hopefully you guys understand that you've got to develop a system when it comes to your customers and your clients, right? You've got to start thinking about them. Remember, 80% of your business truly can come from 20% of your customers, but you've got to build that, you've got to build that customer loyalty. You've got to stay consistent with your communication. 
You've got to understand that you're going to have different types of customers, so segmentation is going to be key. It's important for you to study all of this. So we do have an article on this very topic, again, coming out, so you'll be able to go back over this. You should see it coming up this week probably no later than Wednesday, you'll see this coming up uh, in the marketing channel um, on the customer, in the, the backside of the Crown Club portal. So again, make sure you look out for it and we'll send you notification as well. Well, that's all I have for the show today. I truly hope that you have enjoyed it and that you will participate in our goal setting group you know, if you are looking for support, if you are looking to accomplish some things before the year end, then you definitely must get active in the business goal setting group. For now, it is my wish that you have a beautiful and productive week, that you accomplish your task and get some things done, but most of all, that you believe in yourself because when you believe in yourself, you believe in your business you make things happen. Take care, everybody. Have a beautiful, beautiful week.